Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Movie Season. Today we are going to be starting our horror month with a specified theme of destination horror films. So, Justin, you want to talk a little bit about what that entails? Yeah, I mean, the thing I always like in horror is... um you know, when people are on their way to something or they have to make a pit stop or they have to, you know, they're going on a trip or something like that. So this is the the whole month is going to be movies where they're either on their way to something or, you know, mainly something like that. Like they're either on the way. So it might be a movie that's like, you know, they're getting chased by somebody like on the road or they have to stop off somewhere to like, you know they get lost or something. So um, I always like that setup in horror movies. I think it kind of adds a cool element and there's a lot of movies in that kind of sub genre. So, well, and I think it's also, it's kind of everybody's going to be in that situation one time or another, you know, someone's going to have a flat, someone's going to try to take a scenic route or a quicker route to where they're going. And that's, normally how these movies kind of start. So today we're going to focus on a 2005 film that I think kind of went under the radar quite a bit because I think maybe the way that they marketed it wasn't the best. And they made one casting decision that I I think probably got them a little bit of uh, publicity, but in the end people probably thought it was kind of a joke and that's house of wax. I don't really, I don't like really, I mean, look, man, this movie I don't want to give it away, like what I think about it right off the bat, but like we got like that intro to that movie makes it sound like we're gonna about to rip this movie. I mean, I no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, is for the movie as good as it is, I'll just go ahead and say it right now, I really like this movie, and I think that the way because I remember them marketing it as like almost a Paris Hilton movie because that's when she was at like the height of her thing and i'm wanting to say they even had like a slogan or something where it said watch paris hilton die or something and i just think that if they would have marketed it normally i think it probably would have done a lot better because i mean there's other movies that came out before and after it that i don't think are nearly as good that got way more notoriety yeah, I mean, it did pretty well. I mean, I think it, you know, I'm looking at the numbers now. I, I remember when it came out, this is one that I didn't even see in theaters. But, you know, it, it opened to like 12 million. So that can't be, you know, for like a horror movie, especially Warner Brothers, especially if I remember correctly, I'm almost wanting to say it was uh, some big name producer produced this, but I can't remember off the top of my head. But it made like, overall, it made like 70 million. So that's that's not too bad. I think it's found its audience over the years. I think a lot of people... You know, it's it's based on, you know, kind of a remake from like a 1950s movie, which I've never seen. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I always think that sometimes it's also the release date. I saw it came out like in April, and I know sometimes that that's like a good, you know, like a good release date for horror. But for this movie, like the setting and like, you know, they're on their way to like a football game. It just to me feels more like a movie should have been brought out maybe like in the late summer, maybe early fall. I don't know. Yeah, like September. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of feels that way in the movie, you know, because it's set, like, you know, during football season on their way to, like, a football game, hence why we picked it. So, like, if you want to just know why it's a destination, like, they are on their way to a football game. They really don't go into specifics, but it's, like, a big game, and they have to kind of stop off, and they kind of, you know, they kind of have to stop off and, you know, regroup and get some rest, which I always thought was kind of interesting because they never – 
in in the movie they don't really have to stop like they kind of stopped because they were like man i'm tired you know and they kind of stopped. no i think i've got to double check that i thought they had like a flat or something that ends up and they had to take that ends up happening i'm pretty sure but i think the initial reason for stopping is to like regroup or something i could be wrong but regardless yeah there's definitely a flat because they got to go do that so that element is in there too but if but if i remember correctly it's it's that and they just kind of were like well i'm tired anyway let's just go ahead and camp out right here and throw the football around and drink some beers yeah i think it's probably a mix i think one group gets a flat and then the other group's like hey we're just gonna hang out while y'all go get that taken care of and then yeah but another thing i want to talk about is the the cast of this movie is really good and it's got some people that you wouldn't normally think would be necessarily good in those kind of roles. Like Chad, Michael Murray is kind of like the bad boy brother of Alicia Cuthbert and it, and then Jared Padalecki, and we'll get more into him later on, but he's, he's, he's kind of like the goody two shoe boyfriend Maybe I read too much into that when I was watching it, but again, man, I I just like movies that have like really small casts and it's and it's just focused on them. There's not a a ton going on other than what these five or six people are going through. Well, yeah, I mean the cat. I, I really like the cast of this movie, and you know, I think it's one of those things where a lot of times in horror, especially this, you know, kind of horror that's marketed towards like teenagers and you know early twenties, like they're gonna get people that are in like the big you know, pop culture. So like one tree Hill was just huge at the time. And so Chad, yeah. Michael Murray was like a huge star for that. I mean, it's, I mean, that's the equivalent. If you're like a little younger, that's almost the equivalent of like what Riverdale is now. Like that was one tree Hill, you know, Jared Padalecki. This was kind of like, I think this was right when supernatural started getting going or like right before it, Alicia Cuthbert was kind of the star of the movie. She had been in a couple of like movies that were kind of sleeper hits and stuff. And and like you said earlier with Paris Hilton. Oh, and she was in 24, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and like you said with Paris Hilton, like that was kind of, you know, me and you kind of disagree on the Paris Hilton thing because initially I thought that that was going to be a big distraction. And I'm not saying it's not a little bit, but I don't think she's that bad in the movie. She's not. But what I'm saying is I think when they when they were sending out trailers and marketing stuff for this movie... I think they focused on her oh, too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. So it may so in my mind I was like, dude, I'm not watching this movie with Paris Hilton in it. You know, and I think that that's what I was talking about. I don't think she's but I think they did a good job of only giving her a little bit to do. So there's not a whole lot of chance to really screw that up. Well, and we'll get into this, I'm sure, but she she's involved in one of the better scenes in the movie. And, you know, yeah. but to, to your point about the cast, like, this, you know, I've always said this and I'm a big, this is my opinion, but I think the way you start a horror movie, I love the setup of horror movies. So some horror movies like go straight to like something big, like Scream, you know, it's like a huge thing. Like there's that version of whatever. Uh, some movies kind of take their time and it's all about like that first 15, 20 minute setup where they're, you know, like this movie does. I will just say the start of this movie is atrocious. Like I hate the actual start of the movie where it shows like the flashback of like the kids being you know, you know, yeah, they're, they're like the, getting, they're like eating breakfast and then they, they it just kind of shows that one is like a good kid. And then the other one is like a demon. Yeah. Basically. And I know that that like pays off later, but I just think it's like a terrible start to the movie. It does to me, it doesn't fit the movie at all. And I think I, I wish it was like removed from the film. Like if I could go back and redo it, I would just start the movie off the way it starts after like 
that scene happens, and then there's House of Wax. I would start it with them like on their way to the game. But yeah, I wish that I wish that they would. There's a there's a scene later on where they're showing like these news clippings and stuff of them, I guess, like being separated. Mm-hmm. You know, and I wish that they would have just had that, like had a bunch of different cuts of family pictures. And I mean, you you could have deciphered what was going on or what was going to happen based on that. But I agree with you. I, that, that's my least favorite part is that, in fact, normally I just skip that part. Yeah. And I, and I will say that, you know, again, back to the point I was making about you know, how movies get started up. Honestly, man, some of my favorite moments in horror movies are right before stuff starts happening. I just love the setup. I feel like the setup is kind of like the audience. Like, it's kind of like you're kind of on edge. You're like, you know something's going to happen. But, you know, this is your chance to kind of get to know the characters. And I think this movie does a really good job of, like, you know, these are kind of stereotypical kind of characters in a way. You know, you don't know a ton about them. One guy, I, I get, you know, punked was really big, so they made sure they put that one friend in a Von Dutch. You know, he was trying to be Ashton yeah. Kutcher in the whole time. So you saw, like, it's definitely a product of the time it came out. But I do, I really like the setup. I love the whole scene where they're kind of on their way to the game. They all kind of are sitting around and throwing the football around by the fire. Like, stuff like that, to me, I like in horror movies. So, yeah, so they, they go to this town, they're... You know, they get a flat or whatever, and Cuthbert and Padalecki go to get it fixed, and they end up in this town where, at first, it looks like it's full. It's not fully populated, but it looks like it's a normal town. <clears throat> and the guy that Brian Van Holt, I had to look his name up, but he he was in another movie that I really like is called Basic, with John Travolta and Samuel Jackson. Mm-hmm. But he's really good in this as kind of one of the villain brothers. And I'm like you, I kind of, I kind of like the whole like uneasiness of, you know, something isn't right. And, but, but it's kind of, it's, it's leading you along slowly. And it's almost to the point where you're like, something's up with this movie, but I'm, or something's up with this town, but I'm not really sure. I mean, you kind of know that because of the house of wax thing, but if you just sat down and you were watching, you'd be like, Oh, what's, what's going on with this town? And then, you're like, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, it's kind of that thing where it doesn't give you everything all at once. And then, I mean, you assume that something nefarious is going on, but the way that they kind of introduce the characters is, in my mind, I, I think does a really good job of kind of leading you along that path. Yeah. And I mean, earlier in the movie, when they're playing football, they, you know, they, those headlights come up and the, you know, the guys are kind of like, you know, hey, what's going on? And like, so there's that scene too. And then the scene where like the guys taking, uh, them over to the place to get, you know, the parts that they need to fix. So I kind of like how they broke up the group. It wasn't like this stupid, like, uh, Hey, we're going to go do this. Like there wasn't a decision that was made. I felt like that was stupid. They all kind of went in a group, you know? Yeah. Yeah. At that part, but there are some things later on that they, yeah, yeah, that they kind of do that. You're kind of like, why did, you know, but again, this is a move. And again, a lot of people, we view it in that sense of because we've seen so many horror movies and, you know, so many times where a guy goes to go check something out and it ends up badly. But for most of us, that that's never happened. So in real life, we might not be as skeptical about something like that. But I will say, well, I don't. do you want to get into, into what we call like one of the worst deaths of all time right now or do you want to wait? 
I mean, I don't care. I mean, you know, I mean, you can't just throw that out there and then come back to it 20 minutes. We got to get into it now. So one of the first, I think he's the first death in the movie, which is kind of shocking too, because he was one of the bigger stars in uh, Padalecki. But man, does he get it bad in this movie? He, first of all, he gets one of the worst things that I think would could happen to you, which is they cut that little, I guess it's your like Achilles tendon or whatever. Mm-hmm. He, he cuts that so he can't walk. And then the way that they did that too, where like, it's kind of, it's kind of scary. It, you know, he's in the, there's no lights or anything, so he can't see. And then you just see this dude with a mask jump on him, And then he gets, uh, freaking almost burned, al- not burned alive, but he gets like, uh, that hot wax thrown on him Cause he can't move. I mean, it's just, it's brutal. Well, they, it's one of the most brutal like deaths in a mo- in a kind of like a teen horror movie that I can remember. Well, and they wax his lips shut too, you know, and, and that, you know, yeah. you can't, you know, you hear his screams and it, you know, it's just, it sticks with you. But, but yeah, that's great. That, uh, just, again, there is some very inventive, there's not many inventive deaths in the movie. There's not like any like deaths. You're like, oh man, but that one definitely sticks out as like the, the one for the movie. So they did a really good job with that one. And then when his friend finds him later, that's even worse. His friend's trying to help. Yeah. He's like, dude. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's what works well with this movie is again it kind of knows its audience and it's kind of more about like the jumps there's a lot of like jump scare moments in the movie and i think that that one really does a good job but that's why that one sticks out is because every other scene is kind of like you know i hope they find him in time or you know a chase scene or something like that and that one is kind of like a more disturbing moment where like everything just kind of like you're kind of taken to a whole different movie for like five minutes you know he's like operating on him and all that stuff so yeah, and then another another part that I really like in the movie is where Chad Michael Murray first gets to the town and he's talking to the he's talking to the guy that runs the garage and his sister's underneath like in the I forget what what that's called but but like in the but basement of the yeah, garage. Yeah, it's like where you would change trying to get his attention. Yeah, it's yeah. like where when you go get your car fixed like <clears throat> in that area down low almost where like you change the oil. It's almost like that type of... Yeah, I just couldn't remember what it was called. But And she's trying to get his attention, and she's, like, poking her hand through the... Her finger through the thing, hoping that he'll see mm-hmm. it. And that guy comes down and freaking clips it with those uh, pliers. Well, and her mouth is super glued shut. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. And so, that, I, I do like that part. I'm telling you, man, I, I love Chad Michael Murray in this movie, man. Like, a, a, like you didn't know... And again, I'm nostalgic for this, because, you know... I was like the perfect age when it came out, so I liked it. But I really like him in this movie, man. He 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 does a good job of like where he's believable kind of like he kind of overdoes the bad boy thing at the beginning, but once they kind of get rid of that where he's like trying to be too cool for school in the first like 10 15 minutes, I really like his character throughout the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. They kind of overdo it a little bit with like he yeah, just and the first time you meet him, they overdo it for sure. Yeah, it's like we, you know, we get it. You don't like the, uh, you don't like, you know, Pedalecki. You don't like that your sister abandoned you or, you know, just changing or whatever. I don't know, but he, it's just way overdone, man, for that first 10 minutes. But yeah, even the way that he's like drinking his beer is just, you know, he's drinking his beer in disgust. Yeah. He can't, he can't even hold it like, like he's enjoying it. Yeah. And then I, you know, just so we could talk, kind of round out the rest of the cast, I wanted to look up his name because I remember, I remember him solely from uh, Coach Carter a lot because I remember him. But uh, that Robert Richard, Richard guy, who's the boyfriend mm-hmm. of Paris, Paris Hilton. Hilton, 
You know, I like him in this movie too, man, because again, it's one of those things where like, you know, a lot of times in these movies that they'll specifically designate like, all right, this is this character. This is this character. I kind of like how there's three almost alpha males in a way in the movie. Like it's like Pedalecki kind of can hold his own. You know, you got this guy who's like, probably looks like the, you know, star athlete of the school or like one of the athletes of the school maybe. And then you got, you know, you got Chad Michael Murray, who's like a tough guy. But uh, that's what makes it so funny that their other friend is like, he's literally trying to look like Ashton Kutcher from Punk season one. And, but that guy's definitely season one. But that guy's pretty, he adds that like extra little goof element that you kind of need in some of these movies. But, but like we talked about to kind of round out the whole cast, like I kind of think they did a really good job casting the movie, if nothing else. Like even if you don't enjoy the movie, I think they did a good job casting it. I'll say this if you're, if you're someone that's into slasher movies and, movies where it's not going to have the greatest plot in the world, but you just know that it's going to have some fun moments. I don't understand how you can not like this movie. It's got, it's got everything you'd want in like a slasher type, just kind of fun horror movie. You know, it's, it's got some little funny parts in it. They've got the stuff that they did with the wax, like where they, where they have the whole thing, like, burning down i thought that was really cool that whole scene and this is towards the end of the movie but you know where they're they're fighting the the other brother and they're trying to get away but everything beneath them there's a fire going on and everything beneath them is like burning away or melting so they're constantly trying to i just thought that was really cool and i thought that was something that they added in there that i I think really uh added a lot to the end but, but yeah, I mean, you look at, so it was directed by, I had to look up the guy's name because I'm not great on director names, but this guy's name, I'm probably saying it wrong, but Jome Colette Sarah, but he's done some, some other pretty good movies. He did that orphan movie. He directed that, which is kind of, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again, but it was one of those that I enjoyed the one time I watched it. He's got some of those Liam Neeson movies under his belt, nonstop, unknown, and then it looks like he's doing... The Black Adam movie? Yeah, he's doing Black Adam, and then he just did Jungle Cruise. So he's he's been in quite a bit. Oh, and he was also he also did The Commuter. So yeah, he had a he had a Liam Neeson thing going for a while. Yeah, I thought that you know I, I like the way this movie kind of you know there's not any moments that I would take out, which is good for except for that beginning scene. But other than that, you know, there's not like a wasted uh, scene in the movie, which I think is pretty you know, pretty cool for like a movie like this. A lot of times you get some of these scenes that are just like, you know, whatever. But, you know, like I said, just I could see how he's gone more to like action and more to like stuff like that because the scene that we alluded to earlier with Paris Hilton, that's probably the best directed scene of the whole thing. That and the, you know, the Chad Michael Murray scene where he's like talking to the guy and he's trying to look for his sister. But the 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 Paris Hilton death scene is like probably the best death scene of the movie in terms of just like pure thrill. Because, you yeah. know, you're kind of, you know, she's going to get like, you're pretty confident she's going to get killed. Like you just kind of like, it's in that middle part of the movie where you're like, well, something's probably going to, she served her purpose. Yeah. But there's a lot of, she does make it a lot longer. What Here's what I'll say. A lot of times when, you know, we saw this with Deep Blue Sea, we see this with, you know, LL Cool J, Buster Rhymes. We, anytime they get like people that they bring into a horror franchise or a horror movie, they always make it. So I really like how they killed off Paris Hilton in the movie because that was kind of a shock and they kind of do it kind of brutally too. And so I thought that that was really cool of Paris Hilton to kind of sign on for that 
You know what I mean? During that time, because a lot of, you know, a lot of times when you get that type of, you know, you know, almost like uh, headline casting or like, you know, trying to appease, like, you know, you're trying to tap into that because we saw Usher, you know, in the faculty and stuff. So, like, I like how she's kind of signed on for it. And, you know, looking back, man, I mean, I think she's proud of the movie. I have the that Scream Factory Collector's Edition, and she has a big interview in that. So she's still talking about the movie. So I thought that was really cool on her to, to you know, kind of not be saying like, well, I'll do it, but I got to make, you know, because that ended up being one of the more memorable scenes of the whole thing. Yeah. And I'll tell you another scene that I really like, and it's probably a, it's a much smaller scene than the Paris Hilton one, but the scene where Cuthbert is, she's running from that guy. Like she just, she's just kind of figured it out that, Hey, this isn't on the up and up. And the guy finally catches up with her and she's like screaming for help. And she looks up and there's like this lady that's in the window that's looking through the window and she cover and then she turns the, or pulls the shade to where she can't see anymore. Mm-hmm. And at first you're like, man, what the fuck? Like, and then it shows you that that's just another prop in their whole thing. And I, I just thought that was really cool how it took something that normally would happen in a movie and it's really just a person that doesn't want to be bothered or they're just, you know, that's part of the town and they turn it into something kind of new and, and different. And I, I just thought that was really cool. Yeah. And that's, what's cool too, is like the whole town, like, you know, you got the wax museum, but the whole town is pretty much like prop town, which, which I thought was kind of a cool, like little, like, you know, kind of surprise or whatever. I mean, you kind of saw it coming as an audience member, but I do really think they did a good job with like the set design on this movie. Like the, the whole town is like really well done. Like, and really kind of, you know, it's not creepy. And, and that's what I like about it. When they get into the wax museum, it's a little creepy, but I like how the town wasn't like creepy because it's kind of inviting. Like when you go in there, like, yeah, it's not all run down and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And everything looks like, well put together. And so I, I I actually thought that was a really cool choice because a lot of times you're like, why would you even go into this town? Like, and plus, like you alluded to it earlier, the other brother, um, I'm not remembering his, the the actor's name, but you know, he's got the charisma and he doesn't seem like the type of dude, like there's something a little off. He's a little overly helpful, but like you never get the vibe of like, why would you even like trust this guy? So I, I think they did a good job with that. Like again, the whole setup of the, how they got in the situation in the first place. Yeah, and I don't know, man. I I just I guess maybe because we both kind of grew up in the era of Scream. I know what you did last summer. Th- those kind of movies to where Urban Legend, those kind of slasher, who's gonna who's gonna die and how type movies. And it's not just like oh, we're going to the same camp we've gone to for five years in a row, and there's been murders. You know, th- these are just. I I just like these kind of movies and they're just, they're so easy to rewatch and so easy to just kind of put on and you can kind of be, once you've seen it a few times, you can be doing other stuff and then come back. Like, I just like movies. Like I just think they're so much easier to, to put in and and rewatch than something like, you know, hereditary, you know, I I would never, I've seen that. I wouldn't, I I can't imagine a scenario where I would rewatch that. Yeah, I don't even compare them. I mean, it's like, you know, I I do think the horror genre as a whole, the thing that they're missing right now is the fun Friday night date horror movie. They don't have that anymore. I mean, they have truly disturbing horror, like you mentioned, Hereditary, Midsommar, like, you know, 
anything like that, or they have like just overly done remakes like that are too that are too quick to be remade. Like again, this is a remake, but it's like you know fifty years later, you know. And I think yeah. you know remaking movies were like the you know if they made if they remade House of Wax again now, it'd be like golly, that's kind of overkill. But I do wish that the horror like. There's more horror that is designed for like opening weekend, like you and your friends going to see it, you and your date going to see it. I, I do think that's kind of missing. It's almost PG 13 horror, you know, in a way, you know, and I, I, I wish that they would start making that a little bit more because some of these other horror movies are really great. But like you said, there there's something to be said about a movie that's designed to like, you know, you don't have to think too much about it. It's fun. It's a nice thrill ride. It's got some recognizable people, you know. And so, well, and it's like you said, it seems like the only kind of movies that are being made in that genre are, and horror is very much like that. Like it's very dependent on what's hot, you know? So there for a while, all you were getting were uh, found footage films after Blair Witch Project. That's all you would get. And then there for a while, it was scream knockoffs. Now it's kind of like those like you said, just, just disturbing movies to where it it is kind of tough to watch on a second or third viewing. And I do think that instead of remaking or rebooting Halloween for the third time, I I think that they look, it's not, it's not a complicated formula. You just come up with a cool backstory for your villain and come up with some creative deaths and that's it. Like it's not, it's not like you're trying to make some kind of Oscar worthy film here but i think that's kind of the thing that these directors are are getting into now is you know with get out getting nominated getting all the publicity it got i think people are trying too hard to make horror this thing that it that it's not well and i think it's more to the fact of like you know i i think that at the end of the day you have to just be like okay you know it what what are who are we making the movie for and i think that Mm -hmm. people a lot of times think they have to make it scary Listen, man, horror movies need to have jump. Like it, it might not be a movie that keeps you up at night, but while you're in the theater for that 90 minutes, while you're in the theater for that 90 minutes, you need to be entertained. And I think that like horror is the best genre you can watch with a group of people if it's done right, that and comedy. And so again, just like with comedy, like, Am I laughing during the movie? Yeah, I might not talk about it 20 years from now, but am I laughing about during the movie? Same with movies like this. Like, are you doing what you, are you, who are you making it for? And is it a movie that is going to have the audience like on a kind of a ride, you know? And so that's what I kind of miss yeah. about. That's why I really like to rewatch these movies is because it was just, they were just fun. They're just fun movies to watch. Well, and like, and like we talked about, just movies that every, Halloween or when we're trying to think of something to watch horror related, this movie, we might, we won't always pick this movie, but we're going to think about, Hey, you, Hey, do you want to watch this? Like, there's not a time where I'm like, man, only, only would I say that if I just recently seen it, but like when I watched it, I guess I watched it two days ago and I hadn't seen it in maybe a year or two. But the whole, most of the time I'm, I'm on my phone or I'm doing something while the movie's playing. Like the whole time I, I was engaged in that movie and I've seen it probably 10 times. So again, like you said, just those, those rewatchable movies that you can have that you don't feel terrible after. I mean, that, I mean, 
after a movie like Hereditary, I just felt awful. Like, I just felt, you know, I didn't feel like ashamed that I watched it or anything, but I felt I was just in a terrible mood. Well, and that's what like, that movie is designed so to do. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, there needs but, to be but, You options. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I, I think right now there's like this um, one or the other. You can, you know, you've either got to make a horror comedy on one end or you've got to make something that just completely breaks people on the other. So I agree with you. I, I think there should definitely be more movies like this or they should start bringing these type of movies back, but who knows? Um, so yeah, I'm trying to think of any other scenes that, that stood out when I watched it again, man, just going back to the Padalecki thing, man, the worst part is when his friend finds him and his friends trying to help him. And slowly he's just <laughs> peeling off the dude's skin and lips and stuff. It's just, Oh my God. But all right, man. Well, do you have anything else to add about House of Wax? No, but I I, th- I think we're seeing a turnaround with people starting to like kind of revisit these movies and liking them. I think it's gained like a home video, you know, kind of like, hey, I, I watched this on AMC the other night type of fan base. But I do think it was one of the better, you know, because they're in the early 2000s, mid 2000s. They were remaking a lot of movies like they had like Hills Have Eyes remake. They were remaking a lot of those older horror movies and like kind of modernizing them. But this one is definitely one of the better, you know, kind of from the ni- 1990 to 2010, just fun movies to watch. And I think I'm gl- I'm glad to finally see it kind of get, you know, talked about a little bit more. I've seen more people kind of talk about House of Wax the past couple years than I did, like, when it first came out. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, and I think, I think for most people, again, I, I just go back to, <clears throat> excuse me, the way that they marketed this movie. I, I think it. When you first see it, and especially at that time where Paris Hilton was everywhere, I mean, she was like, you couldn't turn on the TV without seeing her in something. And I just think that if they would have marketed this like a normal, I know what you did last summer or urban legend type movie, I I think it would have probably got more eyes early on. But again, you know, that that's another good thing about movies like this is, they're always on TV around this time of year, so you can always go back and see them and and kind of see what you missed out on the first time. But yeah, I, I really love this movie. I guess that's about it then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so I think next we're gonna do probably do Joyride will be our next one, correct? Yes. Okay, so we're going to do Joyride, and then we'll probably do some specialty episodes, like some top tens or a tier list. We want to do a tier list this month where we pick a type of horror movie and then just put them in different tiers. So, But um, again, if you like the show, please you know like and subscribe. Let us know what you think of this movie if you had a chance to see it, and we'll see you next time.